This is a HeadGum Podcast. Howdy, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about my body. This past year, I started working out more, and as a result, I've become a bit of a protein fiend. The only problem is that trying to eat enough protein to gain muscle is nearly impossible. For a while, I tried to live that Gaston life and just ate dozens of eggs every day. But after months of doing that, I forgot how to read books and kept attempting to storm castles so that I could kill the cursed beasts that live within. Luckily, Magic Spoon was there to save the day. Not only is it high protein, it's got zero grams of sugar and only 140 calories per serving. It's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. Plus, they've got an amazing variety pack with four great flavors. Cocoa, fruity, peanut butter, and my personal fave, their delicious, ultra-crunchy, frosted cereal. This pack has 13 to 14 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So, if you're ready for a protein-packed breakfast bonanza, go to magicspoon.com slash pawpaw to grab a variety pack and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code PAWPAW at checkout to save $5 off your order. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it is backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they're going to refund you money, no questions asked. Remember, start the new year off right with a delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash pawpaw and use the code pawpaw to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. <laughs> oh boy, he's mm. sick. Oh no, it's the death rattle. <laughs> I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Shorefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Femme fantastic going up against a Jurassic. Nice. Very fun. <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V, a smooth faced boy who doesn't need to shave and is about to make his third death save. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go grave. He was so cute. Oh, yeah, but that's better. Death save, <laughs> yeah, save is better grave. than grave. Stay positive, folks. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, we've got returning guests uh, Siobhan Thompson, Apple Scrumper. I hit things. <laughs> Very good. And, cool business card. And Zach Oyama. Maverick the unschooled. I can fly now, baby. <laughs> That's character growth. Great rhymes all around. All of gang. your character growth is external. <laughs> Pretty similar on the inside. <laughs> Just getting taller. Listen, if I had wings, I would not need to rhyme. Okay, guys, so let's do a little recap. Last week, you guys convened with Alanis and a team of allies to locate Akarat's rogue gods and come up with a plan. You found the gods in Osmodia. Frostwind and one lurking around the Iron Deep Mountains, where chosen soldiers lie in wait to pounce on the vulnerable valley while the free cities are distracted. You split up your allies in different areas threatened by Akarat. Lucanus and Mima headed to Osmodia to investigate Akarat and the orcs. Alanis and Ulfgar went to the Iron Deep Mountains to protect the city from a chosen invasion, and Mima sent word to Cobb to look after the city proper. Erdan and Mama then volunteered to stay behind in Gladeholm 
Helm to handle Akarat's phylactery. Meanwhile, the Band of Boobs were dispensed to help the Frost Dwarves defend their city against the Tarrasque. Before leaving, Moonshine acquired the thinking cap and you added a couple key (laughs) members to your growing party. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. You collected Mavris the Unschooled who was teaching (laughs) his first sorcery class and Apple Scrumper who was supposed supposed to be training elven troops. (laughs) You guys both suck at your job. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't suck at it. They suck at it. I'm really good. They're just useless. It's not my fault. They're bad. Uh, Together, you were teleported to Frostwind where the Dwarven defense was gathering. The enemy approached not just the Tarrasque, but an army of undead giants. The Frost Dwarves wavered, but Apple intimidated them into bravery. You engaged the Tarrasque on the front line and learned that its power was greater than anything you've ever faced. Maverick learned the hard way that it cannot be affected by spell attacks. Nevertheless... Hell no. With the help of the dwarves, you were able to do some significant damage to it until it managed to take down Bev and tragedy struck. Hell no. (laughs) Hard One swooped in to save him, but was thwarted by the cursed potion. I also Uh, suck at my job. (laughs) Uh, Y'all, do you think, I mean, do you think you're never going to gamble again? I think I'm going to be dead after this fight. <laughs> Hard one was thwarted by the cursed potion he had back at the Honey Trap Casino, turning his nat 20 into a nat 1. Beverly was spiked into the ground and nearly killed outright. Bev has two death saving fails. It is his turn. Uh, Cooter goes at the end of the round. He is ready. You see he's got the berry primed. <laughs> Oh, my God. I opened my mouth in anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly dead, uh, struggling to breathe, but craving a berry. (laughs) I I thought Cooter brought, like, regular healing potions. Um, Go ahead and roll a pure luck check to see if Cooter is an actual healer or if he just helps out. I'm going to say um, nat 20, he has really good potions. 15 or higher, he has some potions. I was already coming in nervous about my first roll of the year, and here it is, and it matters so much. Six. Six. Okay. He's got that very prime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Beverly. Uh, so this is... Uh, what, can we say it's a great berry instead of a good berry? Uh, it's just a good berry. Two um, hit points instead of one. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay, so Beverly, uh, this is your last chance. If you fail, mm. Beverly dies. Well, I've been rolling great so far. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. Sweet pea, Dusk Mother, guide this dice. I got... A ten! Yes! <laughs> the bare minimum to survive! Uh, your boy, your boy is barely alive. Ass, man. I gotta be honest, Dusk Mother or Pelor, one of them turned their back on you. <laughs> yeah. You only you got help from up? one. Yeah. By the skin of his very thin ass, <laughs> Beverly survives. Uh, Cooter runs over at the end of Bev's turn, had a reaction held, but was um, very scared of the Tarrasque. Runs over, pops a berry in your mouth. Um, Bev, you you pop back up with Duh. one HP. The first thing you see is Cooter go, we're in trouble. There's a big 
has Dinosaur coming for us. Uh-huh. And he's going to try to tackle you into the snow. Great. Um, yeah, Cooter. He'll do a stealth check. That's that quick hospitality. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm warming around down here. Uh, you see Cooter disappears with Bev into the snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Cooter. Yeah. That's my dude. Uh, the Tarrasque <laughs> roars angry. Uh, that is Balnor's turn. Full-on um, Muldoon style. Uh, is going to light up his sword oh, yeah. um, and run in front of the Tarrasque, um, trying to distract it and get it away from Bev and Cooter. Stay away from my son. <laughs> get out of the teen zone. <laughs> um, that is a miss on the, on the first attack, trying as uh, hard as he can, but uh, still hitting this mighty carapace. Uh, that's a one, but he re-rolls that. Yeah. That's a 21 to hit. That misses on the second attack, and the last attack misses as well. Balnor tried his dang hardest, uh, but it didn't work. Actually, you know what? Balnor's going to action surge. Damn right. What, what better time to do Sword looks man. awesome. Don't don't let it go to waste. Thanks. I'm trying. I missed. I crit. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, the we'll ultimate chaperone. More. Okay. Um, so he crits for a total of 22 damage. Nicely done. Um, gets in under the carapace, explosion of green light, and you see it draws the Tarasque's attention. Oh, that color looks good on you. <laughs> What'd you say, man? We're in the snow. <laughs> shh, shh, oh, sorry. Shut the fuck up. Shh. Okay, and then at the end of Balnor's turn, uh, the Tarasque is going to take a legendary action to take a swipe at him. Uh, takes a tail attack. Uh, that is a hit. That is, Jesus, 30 damage oh, no. to Balnor Ooh. as it uh, strikes him across the chest. He's pretty hardy, though. He tries to, like, tighten his abs. I got this. I got this. <laughs> the guy getting hit with a cannonball. Yeah, you see, you see him whacked so hard. Uh, he's going to do a strength save. That's an at one. Arguably lucky. Mm. Uh, he passes on the second attempt. Um, you see he does stay standing. He just gets rocked back like 15 feet. <laughs> that is the end of the round. We are going back up to Moonshine. Mm. Um, at the start of this round, yeah. something happens. The carapace comes off. He takes it off like a corset. Beautiful dinosaur you breasts see appear. Mavris lowers his sunglasses and looks at the. The Tarasque starts Tarras. stepping in a seductive way. Resist Ooh, it, wow. Mavris. I edge the Tarasque. I can't. <laughs> Look away, bro. I don't want to. You all die from horniness. Um, so, Moonshine, okay. you have worn the thinking cap a few times at this point. Yeah. Um, the first time you put it on, you heard all these disparate voices that nearly drove you mad. Uh, the necromancer who tried to put it on couldn't even stand it for a second. Yeah, threw it off. Yeah, fuck that fuck. <laughs> um, but once you were attuned to it, you were able to understand them and they even helped you. Um, and here, at the edge of the world, near the rift in the material plane, you are hearing a lot of voices, and suddenly you are rocked forward as a collective scream is let out. Thousands of people screaming. Go ahead and give me a wisdom saving throw. Okay. I do this with advantage. Because of Heroes because Feast. Because of Heroes Feast. 25. Ooh, 25, wow. Yeah. All right. Um, Moonshine, you see the rift in the material plane? This purple crack in the sky begins to flash white and the whole world around you suddenly turns this deep blackish bluish color. Do the people around me disappear? 
almost everyone around you disappears, but you do see some people, strangely enough. You see, like, spectral figures. Actually, go ahead and give me insight or perception. 20. Not 20. Not Nat. Not Nat. Okay. You were looking at the Tarask um, just a second ago, so you know where the location of the Tarask was, uh-huh. and you know that Hard One and Apple Scrumper were right around it. You mm-hmm. see the spectral forms of Hard One and Apple Scrumper fighting some invisible beast, but they are, um, Hard One and Apple are moving in like slow motion. Uh, and you're able to deduce that you're wearing this crown, you're having some kind of weird reaction. Mm-hmm. They are both elves. You're tapping into this weird, strange oh. elven world. Uh, you also see... I'm in the elven matrix. Half elf, baby. <laughs> You're a little... Yeah, we'll call it the elven matrix. You're in the elven oh. matrix. You only see half of hard one. <laughs> um, you look down at yourself and you see that you're also a spectral version of yourself. That um, you're like glowing white. Whoa. And the screams turn to white noise and you hear a voice whispering to you through it all. Daughter of the forest. Queen of Elves, can you hear me? I can, especially if you're going to regard me with such glowing epithets. <laughs> well, you're wearing the crown, aren't you? I'm borrowing the crown, but thank you. Mm, there is no borrowing the North Yall. <laughs> is that Lucanus? No. Oh, so just everyone. Oh, so it ain't his fault that he says it like that. His, oh, his my fault daddy that he calls it him. by his by its proper name. Yeah, go on, go on. Who are you? My name is Diawana Esemqua. Okay. I was an elven seer and an advisor to the first elven king. My wisdom is but a drop in the pool of knowledge. That is the North Wall. Well, thank, and what and what a juicy pool that is. The pool is quite juicy it's right a now. Juicy pool. <laughs> oh, why are you reaching out to me? Where are you now? Are I am here. I am with you. Oh, hi. Oh, you do you live, hear? You do you live. hear the people screaming? I do hear. Do you hear our people crying out? I do. I do, and I want to help people. I want. I want to do what I can to help. Um, That's all I've ever been trying to do. As she mentions that people are screaming, you are able to kind of close your eyes and concentrate on it, and you do hear this steady hum, this crazy cacophony of screaming. Why are people screaming so much? We can find out together. I can enhance the power of your spores. Your network is vast, Queen of Elves. Uh, Moonshine, you look down at yourself. You're this weird spectral form of yourself, and you see um, this colorful green light within you. Uh-huh. And you also look out, and um, Apple and Hard One have um, bits of your spores in them as well. And where Maverick and Bev and um, Balnor would be, you see basically like invisible people but with your spores in them. It just looks like bobbing forms made of your spores. Uh, And you see as you concentrate on them and you think about it and you try to connect to everyone, you see that the ground 
around you. You can kind of see like the outlines of like the wall and the outlines of the landscapes and stuff. You see that from your feet sprouts like a white network, like almost like a spider web crawling out and covering the landscape. Moonshine, go ahead and give me another wisdom saving throw as you try to um, hear the screams. 28. Jesus. <laughs> hey man, wrong with advantage, plus 10 to wisdom save. Yeet. And you see that these guys are moving in slow motion. So this all, this whole conversation you're having, this is as if you're just having thoughts. Like these things are, you're experiencing it in this crazy, trippy, bullet time way, but this is all happening very fast in real time. So Moonshine, you try to listen to the screams and you as a spectral figure begin rapidly shooting through the air. You see visions of landscapes and other spectral forms passing you by. Um, You can hear the desperate cries of crowds of elves, Um, but from them, you can also hear voices that you recognize. You hear old Cobb. Um, He sounds greatly concerned. He's screaming out orders like he's in a battle that he's losing. Um, You hear Alanis. Uh, She's shouting. um, It sounds like she's casting powerful spells, like she's casting spells. Um, You hear Lucanus and Mima, who sound like they're hatching some kind of plan. It's like kind of conspiratorial. Um, And you hear Erdan whispering an incantation. He's speaking in Elvish, and you can understand him. You know he stayed behind to get the uh, Akarat's essence out of the phylactery, um, but it sounds like he's casting some kind of powerful shield spell. He keeps saying shield. Who would you like to speak to? Erdan is casting shield? He's casting some kind of shield spell. It is not just shield. On himself? You don't You don't know. You. It is. It does not sound like the shield spell. The shield spell uh, is something hard one can do. It sounds like Erdan is concentrating on an insanely powerful spell. Hmm. But does it sound like he's helping this this essence or is he? You don't know. I got, oh, I don't know what to do in this situation. My instinct is I'm a little bit worried about Erdan. I feel like Mima and uh, Lucanus got, you know, their shit together. I'm, I'm worried about Cobb for sure. Uh, it feels like I need to talk to Erdan, but I want to talk to Cobb. I think I'm really sick of f- trying to figure out what I need to do, and I just want to do what I want to do. Okay. So I want to talk to Cobb. Sweet. Um, Moonshine, you flash forward. You fly towards Cobb, and you find yourself in this strange demiplanar reflection of Iron Deep Castle. There are barely any details. Everything just looks very blocky and just outlined in white. You can see the spectral form of Cobb uh, with bits of your glowing spores still inside him. You see, as you get close, they start getting a little bit brighter. Um, You see he's fighting off some invisible monstrosity. He's got his gun up. He's moving in slow motion. His finger is taking forever just to get to the trigger. But you hear his voice. And it's in it's like slow downtime, like you. It's his thoughts. So you hear him go, Moonshine, is that you? Cobb, it's me. It's Moonshine. Are We've you in been... Iron Deep? It's... No. How uh, are you using rapport spores? Uh, 
I think I might have tapped into some sort of super powerful rapport spores that was in me all along. But I, I, are you okay? I haven't seen you in forever, but I, I, I'm worried about you. Well, it's very good to see you. Um, things are very bad. Uh, the Jubilix uh, is attacking Iron Deep Castle. Uh, we've lost a bunch of good dwarves here, and we don't have anybody coming to help. Chosen are coming in through the mountains, so there's fighting out there too. The Chosen are going after, the Chosen are fighting alongside the Jubilix? No, they're using the they're using the fact that the Jubilix showed up in Iron Deep Castle to attack through the mountains. Cop, so we who get, else has got your back, or are you or are you top dog? It's just me and Erlen's crew. Alright, I'm coming to you. Look, if you got anybody you can spare, we got uh, we got a dwarven mage here. Says he can teleport some people. So if we can have you, that would be super helpful. Send him my way. I'm coming, okay? It's uh, been too long, Cobb. Cobb, I met Deadeye. He, he pauses for a second. You met Vance? Yeah. I met Vance. And, and he was real conflicted, but... He ended at a really good place, and I, I've been wanting to tell you about this for so long, and I just didn't get a chance to. And I don't know if I will, so I just want to make sure I told you. Was Is he all right? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he found his way back to the creek. Here's hoping uh, me and you get to find our way back to the creek, huh, Moonshine? Yeah. All right. You send your dwarven mage. I'm coming. All right. Um, Moonshine, you feel yourself um, losing concentration on um, this crazy elven fungal network that you're in, and you, you're suddenly back in Frostwind, and you see Balnor um, getting charged by the Tarask. Do all right. Um, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I still have my grasping vine out, right? That motherfucker's still going? Yeah. I want to use my bonus action to grasping vine Balnor away <laughs> out of the Tarask's way, and oh. then I just want to attack the Tarask. Sweet. Uh, so yeah, the grasping vine will just whip Balnor out of the way. Sweet. Um, Balnor is still standing there, standing strong <laughs> after getting hit by the tail. <laughs> I think I'll just say, Balnor, trust me. All right. Duh. <laughs> uh, uh, gets yanked back. I don't even need to roll my elven accuracy. I got a nat 20. Oh yes! my god. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. You've hit it two times, right? Yeah. Amazing. Is it literally? Yeah. I hit him for 30, and then I spores him for 18. Jesus. 48 yeah. damage? Yeah, and then Pawpaw Paw might as well get in there. Hey, Pawpaw, we're probably going on a trip, but well, Pawpaw get, get Paw Paw wasn't there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Paw Did I see Pawpaw? Paw? He was probably covered in spores. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you saw him. He was just, um, yeah, a mess of spores. You thought, <laughs> you thought it was just a green booger on the ground, just like weird mocap footage. Yeah. <laughs> I smear some more spores on him. Papa, I gotta keep you safe with me. Now go in and attack. Papa also just fucking oh cranked. My oh God. my God. He rolls with advantage because of pack tactics. Crit so. city, baby. All right, Papa. You see, Papa like jumps up, basically crawls into the thing's carapace, and just wigs out for a second. I want to see Papa thrash the Tarask from time to time. Aw, Papa, you didn't roll well, but it's okay. Mm, 16. 16. It all helps, Papa. Yeah, bitch. Take that. You don't like magic? That's okay. We get around it. 
Ooh. <laughs> That's not a horrible. Is that what he sounded like? Oh, look. I guess it is. Savage comeback. Sorry, we should have been talking to you way sooner. <laughs> yeah, it just opens up and just negative energy getting pulled into its mouth <laughs> as it tries to roar, but it's just the absence of roar. <laughs> um, Moonshine, um, at the end of your turn, you hear. Oh, can I also shout to everyone and be like, uh, the cops in trouble in Iron Deep, and I think we gotta send some support. I offered Iron myself. Deep. I believe he's sending a dwarven mage to come retrieve me and maybe others. Moonshine, you hear uh, the elven seer in your mind go, "You cannot leave the edge of the world, Moonshine Sybin." Why? You need to be here. We but- need you. Cobb is in trouble. Send me. All of the elves are in trouble. Okay, I'll stay where you tell me to. What's your name again? Tijuana. 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 Like Tijuana, but with a D? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, change of plans. I uh, got a real friendly voice in my hat that wants me to stay, so uh, we need to send a couple people to Iron Deep. I want to go home. Okay. I can go to, I'll go to Iron Deep. I'm not great here. Okay, great. You hear Balnor goes, uh, hey guys, does anybody want to stay? Just those two guys then? I think we should all leave and I... leave Balnor to take care of it. <laughs> uh, fuck. I'll stay here. I, I... Yeah, I, I'm staying here. I I, I don't know. I, I want to be with Erlen, but I feel like I should finish what we started here. Okay, whatever you decide. Who's your new friend? <laughs> oh, it's my my cat. My my cat. Um, my cat talks to me now. Oh. Awesome. Yeah, there's an old man named Tijuana living in my hat. Tijuana? I'm an old woman. <laughs> you know, oh. there's, there's a person down at the field that you can talk to about that when your hat starts talking to you. <laughs> it's actually pretty common. <laughs> All right, good. Right. After this, after we beat this Tarrasque, I'll Great. visit them. At the end of Moonshine's turn, uh, Tarrasque is going to take its last legendary reaction of the round and try to hit Moonshine with a tail attack. Bring on, come on. 24 to hit. It hits. Uh, that's only a 16. Oh. Uh, but go ahead and give me a strength saving throw. Mm. Does a 20 help? Uh, 20, you stay up. Yay! Um, Moonshine, you pull a Balnor and you uh, just tighten your Tense. abs and are just taking a wide stance and stay up in the face of this monster. Hard one, hard one taught me to use my core. Quads and core, it's all you need. <laughs> um, that is... Biceps help, but... <laughs> That is back up to the dwarves. Um, the dwarves, I think I explained them wrong last time. Um, I ended up changing it on the fly, um, keeping the math simple uh, for myself. It's going to be 1d6 times 10 until they take a threshold of damage, and it'll turn into a d4 and then a d2. Uh, so I'm going to start with the d6 because they're still at full force. So you see crossbow bolts coming in from everywhere. Um, dwarves jumping up, stabbing into them, trying to help as much as they can. That's a big fucking 50 damage. Ooh! Yeah! Uh, Shit, chunky. Wreck him. Just <laughs> lets in this just, horrible, just negative energy no, getting sucked into out, its mouth. Out! It can't breathe out at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have something stuck in your throat? Like a big berry? <laughs> that is Maverick's Probably a okay. human. <laughs> Maverick is just uh, flying right now, I, I think. 
do I know, do I have a sense of when this mage is coming or just whenever? It's just- You only know what Moonshine told you. I'm sorry, things happen re- real slow inside my hat, so I'm having a hard time <laughs> translating time. No, I fully understand. <laughs> <laughs> I know, everything I'm saying is humdrum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's more of the same. Um, can I just fly by it and cone of cold it? Yeah. Uh, right. What kind of save does it make? Constitution saving Whoa. throw, so maybe that's not great Jeez. for this. Um, but I, I truly have nothing else I can hit it. Cool. Yeah, no, 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 um, no, that's fine. Has a plus 10 to constitution, so likely will only take half. Uh, that's only a 15. You know what? Oh, it is It is going to burn a legendary resistance. <laughs> finally! finally. We got one. Finally. So we got that means one. it, it half, still takes though. half. Okay, yeah. kiss so, that resistance goodbye. So that's 8d8. Yeah. Oh, wow. Nice. Because it's at a fifth level. Fuck. Delicious. 37 halved. Sweet. Yeah. Freezes ass. Fuck you, Tarras. <laughs> Jeez, I really don't want him to roast me. <laughs> that was cold, man. It's haunting. Um, that is Apple's turn. Apple, you are exhausted. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, right. I am exhausted, but the berserkers are not. Oh, yeah. So, See if they crit. We've been critting a lot today. Uh, I am uh, very exhausted from the back of this dinosaur. going to yell, absolutely go mad for it, lads. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to attack, uh, reckless attack. So yeah. they'll attack lots, for advantage. Lots, Maybe lots. one getting, of them will hit. Getting very mad. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Brutal. It's so funny and poetic that these guys are. Too oh damn gosh. even keel. They're too well adjusted. <laughs> Then uh, that is the Tarask's turn. The mm. Tarask just took a mighty hit from all of these dwarves, so it's quite frustrated. Uh, first things first, it's going to try to buck off Apple Scrumper. <laughs> Starts freaking out. Uh, go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. Great. And then I roll the advantage. Um, am I near enough to her? I can't remember. Uh, I think no, I am. You're no. buried I, under the I snow. Got a, oh, I'm in the snow. I got a 21. A 30-foot tall thing. A 21? Yeah. You save. You stay on. This thing Great. can't get you off. This thing is going to say fuck it and just start plowing through dwarves. So um, it's going to go ahead and make bite, claw, Horn and um, you know what? It'll do tail against Apple Scrumper. Uh, I'm gonna say it can't see you, so it'll do uh, with disadvantage. Yo, it might actually miss. Uh, 21 to hit? Uh, no, that hits me. Um, yeah, you're a barbarian. Yeah, I have 17 on. Okay, let me see if it gets an at one. It doesn't. Okay, um, so you get hit. Uh, the tail comes up and thwaps you for 24 damage. Great, half to 12. Half to 12, no thing for you. <laughs> uh, you get hit. You're super tired. You're just getting a breather. <laughs> Uh, you're just hunched yeah. over, getting Scrumper hit in the back. Just always so relaxed, even in the even in the heat of battle. <laughs> She's fanning herself. <laughs> I know. Uh, you see, this Tarask runs over, and we're using cleave rules for the little guys too. Just mows down mm. a squad uh, with its horns. Instantly does 31 damage. You see, it just plows through like five guys, um, then gets down and bites like three of them, flings them back, swallows them whole, uh, claws forward, slashes um, one group for a combined 25 damage, another group for a combined 27 damage, and you see fully takes out um, one and a half squads of the dwarves. Uh, So you guys are still at a D6, um, but um, you're very close to going down to a D4. Uh, You see some of the dwarves are getting scared and kind of backing off a little bit. Um, That is hard one's turn. Okay, I'm not going to get into a verbal sparring match with this guy because I'm clearly outmatched. (laughs) I'm just going to go hammer to face. 
That is a nat 20. Yes. Oh, and a real one. A real, a real, one, a real one. Fuck you, you fucking yeah. curse. My other two hits don't. Curse is lifted. Don't the hit. house does not always win. <laughs> so 28 damage. Very good. Oh, you know what? My dwarf daddies are with me. Yeah, they are. Uh, sweet. He'll make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, that's a nat four. This is going to fail. Uh, that is a, that's 20 for my dwarf daddies. Nice. Jeez. You just did like 50 damage. Good for you. Is it making a pained noise from its mouth? Exactly the same. Just negative energy (laughs) going into its mouth. Sort of articulating a message. (laughs) I've been heard a certain amount. (laughs) Emotional pain, it sounds like. Um, Hard one. As your dwarf daddies swing in and attack this Tarrasque, go ahead and give me a perception check. 17. 17. Pretty good. Okay. So hard one, you've just gone up and you've gotten a critical hit. You basically like ran up, uh, swung the hammer, got right under its chin and cracked it. And through the power of Moradin and your own strength, actually made this gigantic monster turn its head up as if it were just a boxer that ate an uppercut. (laughs) Awesome. Um, And in that brief moment, (laughs) you see the ghostly forms of Coldane and Bronzebeard and McGannis um, slashing into him with spectral energy. In that brief moment, uh, you look around the battlefield, you see the fighting is more concentrated away from you guys. Um, The Tarrasque has kind of cleared a path. You are in the eye of the storm, essentially. Uh, Around you, iron golems are wrestling with uh, massive giants. A gargantuan zombie uh, just crumples a frost dwarf with a mighty fist. A winter wolf and her wolf companion work together to take down a giant. Amongst the chaos, you see a small crew that is not fighting giants. Um, it's led by Cyrus Coldane, king of the Frost Dwarves. Uh, he's protected by his Kingsguard, a crew of soldiers in heavy armor bearing the blue-white uh, tabards of the Coldane family. One of them is this burly dude who wears thick goggles and wields an ax. Uh, they are fighting a small crew of Frost Orcs. Uh, these blue-skinned orcs in crude, heavy armor that look like rusted uh, cockroach carapaces. Uh, it would seem that amongst the mindless zombies, Akarat may have sent in some like intelligent allies to kill the king on the battlefield while everything was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, as you're fighting this Tarrasque, uh, you hear the voice of Coldane go, you know, he had this hammer once. I think he is doomed without it. Uh, you look over and you see um, the orcs cut through a few of his king's guard, and it's just him and the dude with the goggles um, fighting against all of these orcs. Can I throw him the hammer? Yeah. <laughs> I learned that greed leads you to a shitty, shitty place. You need this thing more than I do, brother. Uh, you shout that out. Uh, go ahead and give me a persuasion check with advantage. Ooh, I love advantage. 16. 16, sweet. Hard one. As you throw the hammer, guided by Moradin, Coldane senses it instinctively and catches it in his palm. Uh, the dwarves look on in wonder. He looks over his shoulder and sees you. Uh, having just made the throw and looks baffled. Uh, you see the ghost of Coldane 
whispers something to him. You see his eyes widen, but then he just kind of nods at you. And then he turns and gets to work and just starts hammering at these orcs. Uh, and you see the ghosts of the dwarf daddies uh, start tearing through them, take out like two or three dudes. Hell yeah. I give him a bad thumbs up and I blink my eyes at him. <laughs> Hard one. Do you need something to fight with? I pat my pants. Um, yeah, my my pockets are too tight to hold anything, actually. Uh, can I? I don't really have any action economy left, but can I toss some Rosaline? Uh, on your turn, you can do a minor action if you guys want to pass it back okay. and forth. Fuck yeah! yeah. All right, great. then I, at least on my turn, at least outside of my turn, can I uh, look at Hardwan and look at Rosaline and like make a little kissy eyes between the <laughs> two of them? Want to borrow my girlfriend? I I blow it a kiss. <laughs> At the end of your turn, the Tarask is going to go into the dwarves. It does another 25 damage and takes out another crew. You see uh, its tail just swipes through a team of dudes and some other scared ones start running off. That is Beverly's turn. Beverly, you are at... One HP <laughs> uh, in the snow. Fuck, why did I attack? I completely forgot. Don't worry, I got touch hands. Um, oh. You are in the snow with Cooter. I'm chilling in an igloo with Cooter. Hey, do you think if we just wait this out, we'll be okay? Cooter. Yeah. Listen to yourself. I, Come on. I'm not a fighter. <laughs> I know. You're the berry boy. I am the berry boy. We need you to be the best berry boy that has ever lived. You must fly on the wind and deliver berries. You must prank people for good with your delicious healing berries. Do you understand me? Uh, go ahead and give a, a persuasion check to okay. Cooter. <laughs> uh, that's going to be a 24. Cooter looks super inspired. I was born to be the berry boy. Cool. So <laughs> we got Cooter back on the team. Um, I'm going to touch hands myself for uh, about 50. Okay. Uh, just to get myself uh, at a stable place. Um, I'm sorry, babe. You were in the snowbank. I didn't even see you. Hey, if anybody okay. has to feel bad, it's the guy that fucking dropped him. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Not you. Yeah, for real. Who was that again? Hey. I think you it was Balnor. Hey. <laughs> what? It was, uh, yeah, that we were both Balnor going. I, you, uh, Butterfingers. That uh, tail hit me super far away, and then Moonshine yanked me. <laughs> <laughs> What's everybody talking about? <laughs> Nothing, man. I'm talking to this king over here. <laughs> at the end of your turn... Mm-hmm. Um, you have gotten out of the snow. You've healed yourself up. You start uh, kind of stealing yourself to get back in the game. You start running forward um, when you hear a voice behind you uh, go, Beverly Togold! What? Yeah, present? Uh, <laughs> uh, you turn around. You see that amongst all the Frost Dwarf fighters, there is an Iron Deep Dwarf um, that is fighting to kind of get through all of the soldiers. Sees this dwarven mage with long braids in his beard, um, brown starting to gray, uh, wearing a thick red robe. The wind is whipping his beard as he rushes over to you uh, from across the battlefield. And he goes, uh, my name is Maz Althul. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friend of uh, your friends, Cobb and uh, Erlin, and oh. uh, there's danger in Iron Deep. Uh, Moonshine Sybin said that we could, that we would have help. Yes, we're, we're here. We, uh, we have the, the people assembled. All right, um, I can take whoever, um, whenever you're ready. Um, I guess I'll report spores to everyone, uh, and I'll maybe try and light up my sword to try and uh, rally everyone to me. Sweet. Um... Uh, Bev, you hold up your sword, um, shines with white light. You guys all turn, and you guys see this dwarven mage 
with Bev. Who's going to Iron Deep? <sighs> I, look, I'll go, but I want to go where I'm the most effective. Yeah. I, I think I should stay here. I, I know I have to stay here. I fucking suck here, so I gotta get out of here. Yeah, Mavericks, you go. I need someone to save. Cobb. I wanted to hit I him with that sunbeam so bad. I want, yeah, <laughs> what's up with this it. guy? Why is he with us? Because he's not good. Sorry, no offense. <laughs> hey, I, you don't I'm understand. I'm going to a rage me. and fight Scrumper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you ever uh, see what Maverick can do? I Maverick, should, save me. Look, I. Uh, We'll have a conversation later. <laughs> all right, I don't even no, know all you. All right, okay, I don't know uh, you. I don't know you. <laughs> uh, but I probably should get out of here. You see uh, Maverick starts uh, coming over towards the dwarf, uh, and uh, the dwarf turns to you, Bev, and goes, Honestly, if it were up to me, I'd bring you. The monster has shown weakness to divine magic, and we could use a paladin. Bev, go, because Hardwon's going to be using my sword. And you can also heal. And I need, and you also have Revivify, and I need to know that Cobb is gonna make it out no matter what happens. Are you sure? I'm positive. I wanna go where I'm needed. Is this I where I need to be? Where you wanna go and where you need to be happen to be the same in this situation. <laughs> oh, finally, for once, I'm lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Hard one, we'll, we'll make sure that Iron Deep is as safe as it's ever been. Safer, even. I know that there was a lot of hazards for young dwarfins. There yeah, a lot hey, of sharp corners. If you can kill the monster, stop the chosen, and then you know shut down the dwarfenage while you're there, that'd be perfect. <laughs> okay, writing this down. Uh, all right, I I'm, will go. I I'm, um, I'm on the shoulders of the dwarf. <laughs> beep beep, come on. <laughs> Incredibly. And don't be rude. stopping through a Starbucks drive-through or anything. I, I tug on We're the dwarf's beard. <laughs> this isn't how it works. <laughs> honk honk. I'll take a venti red eye. <laughs> Okay, sweet. Um, Bev, you and Mavris disappear. Uh, at the end of <laughs> Bev's turn, <laughs> the Tarrasque is going to take another tail attack against the dwarves. <sighs> it crits. That is 60 damage and takes out another crew of dwarves. Okay. Looks like we are going to be fighting this guy on our own. That is Balnor's turn. Balnor is going to run up and take his swipes. He doesn't have an action surge, but he hits on the first attack. He misses on the second attack, and he misses on the third attack. Our boy Balnor hits for a big 11 damage. I'm in this damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, end of Balnor's turn. It's going to take another swipe at the dwarves and does 27 damage. You see another squad is nearly halved. Hardwon, are you hurting? I got two good berries, I'll be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But enough about my nuts. Uh, then it is Cooter's turn at the bottom of the order. Cooter is going to keep hiding in the snow, but is going to hold a reaction for if anybody needs a berry. That's our berry boy. Um, that is back around to Moonshine's turn. Moonshine, um, when he gets back around to you, uh, you begin to hear the voices in the crown getting loud again. Okay. Go ahead and give me a wisdom save. Wisdom save. 19. 19. Okay. Um, you once again are able to speak to one person. Oh. Oh my. Oh my gosh. No. Okay. Uh, I want to talk to Erdan. Sweet. Ah, uh, Moonshine's in the dispatch. <laughs> Moonshine, once again. Erdan. Erdan. Moonshine's Ivan. Come in. <laughs> 
traffic you, on the one. You fly through this insane spectral fungal network. Um, you fly towards Erdan. Of and my f- own making, right? Of your own making. Um, you fly towards Erdan and find yourself in a reflection of Gladeholm Castle. Uh, you see the spectral form of Erdan hovering over a bright white glowing all-caster apparatus. He holds his hands and looks deep in concentration. Uh, you see his body once again is moving in slow motion, but you do feel that he notices your presence, that you're like in his mind. Moonshine? It's me, Erdan. How's it going? Oh, it could be better. I'd hate to worry you. I know you're fighting a Tarasque right now. Oh, it's nothing. We're all fighting our own, you know, quote-unquote Tarasques, right? Right. Every day you wake up to a new Tarasque. What an excellent way to put it. Yeah, well, I am wearing the thinking cap. Yes. Interesting use of it, by the way. I'm glad you have it. Uh, yeah. Um, what do you need? Are you okay? What is going on here? You're you're uh, quelling the phylactery, right? Not exactly. So, turns out, Akarat had a failsafe. When I attempted to remove his essence, it triggered a teleport spell that sent the whole city to the middle of Osmodia. We what? are currently surrounded by tens of thousands of orcs. Mama is working with archmages around the city uh, to teleport the children out, but we can't save everyone. Turns out that Akarat was not gathering an army to march on Gladeholm. He was always planning on bringing Gladeholm to him. So you need us. I need an army, which I don't have, Moonshine. I don't have an army to give you. I mean, I can come to you. I'm supposed to be here, but I can come to you. What can I do to help you? I think you coming here, you would just die too. So what are you telling me? Everyone's going to die? Everyone's not going to die. That's why I'm holding the shield up, Moonshine. What can I give you to help you keep this shield up longer? Um, Moonshine, you hear the voice of the elven seer go, You need to bring them through. Can I... Can I cast plane shift on on the allcaster to try to shift it to where we are? Uh, you're not able to cast spells through here. Oh. So as you're speaking to Erdan, suddenly once again, you begin to feel exhausted and you feel yourself <sighs> warp back to Frostwind. You still have, um, you're like kind of halfway between your elven fungal network and the material plane go ahead and give me a perception check 22 where are you looking i'm gonna train these elven eyes on that rift um moonshine you look in the rift and you see hundreds of these spectral forms all right i toss rosaline to hard one hard one uh, keep her safe. I'm going to fetch me an army. Uh, Moonshine, 
you hold your hand up to the rift, and um, you hear the seer go, The Eladrin can hear the screams too, Moonshine Sybin. The rift is a cracked window into the material plane. Open it, and they might be able to help you. Shatter it, and they might be able to help your friends in Claydome as well. So practically, just to explain, Moonshine, what's going on here, you guys have already traveled through this rift before to get to the Fey Wild. That's when you got to the Spring Court and met the Bear Prince and stuff. What the Elven Seer is saying here is that you can potentially open the rift and let the Eladrin in to help you guys here. Basically, the reverse of what you guys did. Instead of going into the Fey Wild, you'd be bringing the Fey Wild to you. But you can also break the rift and completely shatter the barrier between the two planes that would create like a planet-wide streak through the sky Mm. that would serve as a portal which is potentially dangerous in the future but for now you know the queens of the unseelie and the seelie jovir and cirilla and you know that they're on your side so they'd be able to send help anywhere including glade home if the entire sky there was just a portal um so it is going to be a dc 22 uh, arcana check to okay. open it oh. and bring the Eladrin here, uh, but to completely shatter it and make it a Northern Lights kind of situation across the whole sky, uh-huh, yeah, it's going to be a DC 30. Um, so Papa can help, and also on anybody's turn, they can waive their turn to basically give their power to Moonshine. Nice. Okay, I fill everyone in. All Glade Home has been teleported to Osmodia, Erdan, and everyone there, Mama, are in deep fucking trouble and I'm gonna try and get some army to them and I guess I'm gonna go for it. Papa's gonna give me the help action. You hear Balnor go, you're gonna bash the gash? I'm gonna bash the gash. <laughs> bash that fucking gash for Mama one time. Okay, so I need for to get... For my students. <laughs> bash the gash. <laughs> School will have to be cancelled. There's a bunch of people that don't know how to use magic there. I realize I have to get a nat 20 in order to completely open yeah. it. Okay. 27. 27. Moonshine, you use the telekinetic powers given to you by the thinking cap and pull at the rift. You begin unconsciously speaking in Sylvan. Your eyes glow white and there is this flash of green. Uh, The earth quakes as there is this seismic shift. Dwarves and giants are falling over. When the light settles, you see that there is now a hole in the sky where the rift has been ripped open, through which you can see all the colors of the Fey Wild. Uh, you did not completely shatter it. Uh, you've just opened the portal here, so Gladeholm is still in trouble, but you can see Spring Eladrin begin descending from the rift and firing down at the back lines of giants. Moonshine, go ahead and roll a D4, and that's how long it will take them to get to you you guys to be able to back you up. Okay. One, please. Three. Three? (laughs) (laughs) It can't all be perfect. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Raycon. You all know me. I am always on the go, and you know what I love to bring with me wherever I go? It's my Raycon everyday earbuds, folks. Raycon offers amazing quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. Don't believe me? Well, how about their tens of thousands of five-star reviews. 
Raycon's optimized gel tips are designed to fit comfortably in your ears and actually stay there. That is correct. I use mine at the gym and I can tell you what, they stay put, folks. My Raycons come with me everywhere and with eight hours of playtime and a 32-hour battery life, I don't have to worry about whether they're up for the task. They've also got three customizable sound profiles, earbud tap functions, and noise isolation. So go to buyraycon.com slash pawpaw today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right, you will get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pawpaw. That is buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N.com slash pawpaw. Thank you, everybody. This episode of NADPOD is brought to you by Rocket Money. Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about? It's true, and it happens all the time. Here's an example. Back in the day, if you wanted to watch a movie like, let's say, Joe Dirt, you just turned on Comedy Central. But now, if you want to watch it, you have to download an app called Bwungle, which says it's ad-free, but when you actually open it up, you find out that Joe Dirt is only available if you buy the Bwungle Platinum Package, which includes Dwingus TV and something called Chode Zone Prime. You don't know what those are, but you sign up for a free trial anyway. Six months later, you read a news article that says that Bwungle has gone out of business. Whether you want to admit it or not, you've been Bwungled. But don't worry, folks. Rocket Money is here to help. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. They also save their members an average of $740 a year when using all the app's features. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. That is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw. Okay, that's it for me. Enjoy the show and beware the bwongler. At the end of Moonshine's turn, he's going to take one more legendary action um, and he cracks a bunch of dwarves and takes out another team. They are down to a D2 already. A coin. Uh, Oh, at the end of my turn, I spores them. (laughs) For 18. Uh, Takes my assets, piece of shit. Ouch. (laughs) It's so funny to concentrate, do this epic godlike thing, and then just hock a loogie on this dude. (laughs) That's moonshine style. Uh, Little did I know. Now you're in my spore network, though. That is the dwarves' turn. Dwarves are just going to roll a D2. That is 20 damage. Yay. They did right? the best that they could do. God bless them. Um, that is Apple's turn. Apple, you're back in action. I'm back at it, and I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to recklessly attack this stupid animal. And uh, 26. That oh, hits. First yeah. And, ooh, so close. Uh, more than that, 29 um, on my, yeah, yeah. 32 on my, my second one. Nice. Uh, yeah. So that's Heck yeah. 42 damage for Jesus. me. Yeah. Um, and then let's get these 
bad this thing's boy. starting to look a little fucked up. Hell you see, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Apple Scrumper is on its back, just stabbing in. You see, getting like deep the into the carapace um, and <laughs> pulling up just otherworldly gunk from its innards. Oh, this is yes. gross. <laughs> I love it. I bet, could, I bet you could gunk board. Oh my god, I'm so gonna gunk board. <laughs> uh, and then the, the berserkers are gonna go. Yeah. Not a single goddamn oh, crit wow. yet. These guys. Yeah. Can what if we just threw them at? <laughs> no, that's a good idea. Yeah. Shoot We're them out trying of our best. Where this is above our pay grade. <laughs> okay, that is the Tarask's turn. Who is it going to go for? So we got Moonshine doing otherworldly things. I'm tearing at the sky. Tearing at the sky. <laughs> But has hard one ripping God's trousers. <laughs> <laughs> has hard one and apple scrumper right here. Okay, start off, beginning of the turn. Tries to buck off apple scrumper. Great. Ooh, that's another twenty-one. Jesus Christ! You stay on. Yeah. All right, going to do a tail attack on apple scrumper. Rolls with disadvantage. Um, he actually rolls with flat because I, I because you recklessly attacked. attacked. Okay, hits with a twenty-one. I rolled a two, but insane, um, yeah. insane animal hits you with its tail. <laughs> um, that is going to be twenty-five damage. Great, half to twelve again. Half to twelve. Um, go ahead and give me a strength saving throw. Okay, I also roll that with advantage. Twenty-three. Jesus. Wait, Christ. no strength saving throw. Yeah. Um, 28. Is it higher, you it's asshole? Higher. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason to do that. <laughs> just a show off, just a flex and flaunt. I get to be strong so rarely. <laughs> Please let me have this. All right. Um, this Tarask cannot get Apple Scrumper off. Um, so I'm going to say instead of kind of picking, uh, can I get... Oh, come on now. I am down to 197 hit points, so if somebody could heal me, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so... So he's going to go ahead and go after um, Moonshine. Um, right. So first thing Bring is, it on, come on. I got you, skies to tear. Did you get attacks of opportunity on um, isn't? Didn't Moonshine go and attack him physically? Oh, I wasn't sure if you were doing the, this, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I hocked a loogie on him. Yeah, yeah you got up right close yeah. to him. Okay, sweet. So petty. Okay, so he's... Childish. <laughs> he's doing it specific, not because you're doing otherworldly things. Yeah. and um, just because I hocked Just because you hocked a loogie on him. <laughs> okay, so first attack is the horns. The horns is a 25 to hit. It hits. Sweet, Ooh. that's going to be 32 damage. Uh, you see plows into Moonshine um, and picks her up. Uh, does one claw attack. Jesus, that's a 31 to hit. Hits. That's 30 damage, Moonshine. Okay. Um, then is going to uh, do a second claw attack. That is another 31 to hit. That is 26 damage this time. Um, and then uh, you see it swipes Moonshine down um, with its claws, and then it is going to try to bite you. Truly so many to hit. Uh, it hits. It's a 39 to hit. Um, it actually doesn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> insane. Um, that is 39 damage, Moonshine. You okay? And you are grappled. Uh, you guys see... This thing, like it was trying to eat Beverly before, now has moonshine into the ground, pressing her down there. It's a bad club. 
uh, Moonshine, as you're being um, forced down by this uh, Tarrasque who's trying to swallow you, uh, you can see like the depths of its innards and see like sizzling bile within it. And you hear um, the elven seer in your mind go, you must not die, Moonshine Sybin. You know, thanks for reminding me. I was thinking about just calling it quits right now in this fucking dinosaur trachea. <laughs> but I'll make sure to not die. Uh, that is Hard One's turn. All right. I don't have a great track record getting things out of the Tarrasque's mouth, but I'll try. Um, can I... Is it possible to just run up and slide tackle... Uh, the Trask's mouth trying to kick Moonshine out. Yeah, so that would just be a essentially a shove attack against the Tarrasque. So like we handled it last time, it'll essentially be you use your hammer, and if you hit, you can move it, push its head out of the way so Moonshine can get out of grapple. Okay, so um, there's, not way, there's not a way to save her and also not use my attack so she can use her turn to... No. Or use my turn you to... You need to either try to push her out of the way or um, she's she's grappled right okay, now. Okay, I'm gonna try to push her out of the way. Okay. Uh, Moonshine, I hear you talking to Tijuana in there. <laughs> make sure you're making promises you can keep. Oh, that's, a, that's an expensive call. I'm gonna use my luck point. I only rolled a three. Last luck point. Is it attack with uh, Rosaline stats? Oh yeah, he has Rosaline Do you need now. Rosaline stats? Oh, I need Rosaline stats. It's plus 10 and then 3d6 plus six. Plus 10, all right, cool. Actually, your strength modifier would make it different. That's a hard one crit, 19. You're able to, um, I'll say with a crit, she's not even next to him anymore. I'll say that like you swing Rosaline up um, and are able to like block the roots of it, roof of its mouth. Um, you're able to like get your sword up between its teeth as Moonshine rolls out of the way. And I'll say with a crit, if you wanna stand and kind of be like in the way, you can do that. I do. All right. Sword's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. Glad sucks, but his sword's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, that's actually my sword. Uh, right. So you have uh, two more attacks, hard one. Uh, all right, I'll use them. Fuck up those gums. Uh, that's a 26 to hit and a 15 on the other uh, one. That hits. 18 damage. This thing is not looking great, but at the end of your turn, hard one, Go ahead and give me another perception check. Mm. Ooh. Uh, 24. Hard one, you look over and you see Coldane finishes off the last of the orcs. Uh, and he gathers his breath for a second. You see it's just him and um, this dude wearing goggles. Uh, and then you see uh, he looks over at you. And he goes, I don't know who you are, why you have my hammer, or why a half-elf can even wield it, but I'm not one to question the gods in the face of Armageddon. Uh, you see, he takes the hammer and whoosh, tosses it back to you. Sick. I catch it. <laughs> Left-handed, by the way. <laughs> you instinctively catch the hammer, um, magically guided back to your hand. Uh, and he goes, we're going to need it. Fight isn't over after this guy. Uh, and you see he points um, up in the mountains and you see dots, more of these orcs coming in. Mm. Basically the cleanup crew to come in. Well, fuck me. You're lucky yeah. a summer dwarf is here to save this fucking city. <laughs> uh, at the end of Hard One's turn, it is going to take a claw attack at you, Hard One. 
Oh. I got a 31 to hit. Okay. 32 damage, hard one. Then that is Balnor's turn. Balnor is going to uh, run up and do his dang best. Uh, two, gets to reroll a, a two, and he gets to hit. Uh, he misses on the second attack. He misses on the third attack. Balnor hits for a total of seven damage. My man. I'm helping. Yeah. <laughs> you are, Balnor. Don't undersell yourself. All right. Now we are going to cut over to um, Bev and Mavris. So oh. beep, beep. You guys, <laughs> you guys appear in Iron Deep Castle. This keep built within the mountain um, with intricate uh, architecture, but not rounded and elegant like the elves. Everything is square and purposeful. Uh, there are pillars reaching up uh, to the tall, tall vaulted ceiling and rectangular windows that have been shattered. And they're currently covered in sizzling green ooze. There is no natural light here. Um, There are just magically infused geodes. Um, They glow orange and red, and some of them kind of look like lava lamps. Uh, Take off Balnor's little jacket. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You see up on a raised platform where a throne would be is the Jubilix, uh, this giant steaming mass of poisonous green ooze with uh, dozens of bloodshot eyes staring in all directions. You see strings of this green goo everywhere all around the castle, eating through banquet tables and having chewed through tabards and banners of Iron Deep. You see the beast has covered an Iron Deep guard in this dark gunk, then whipped a gooey appendage to pull the guard into its body, and the body just disintegrates, just melts away. Mm. Um, But all is not lost. Uh, You see red um, with a long dagger dexterously jumps across broken tables uh, table to table attempting to fight the beast you see Gunther uh, is already knocked out on the ground uh, and injured Uh, you can see from behind a steaming pile of wreckage Egwene and Cobb have set up a system where um, Cobb is throwing potions and Egwene is shooting them and there's big explosions going into the Jubilix awesome you see his blunderbuss um, melting away under this thing's goo. This thing looks like it has the powers to like destroy equipment. Like Okab does not have a gun right now. Oh. Um, as soon as you guys arrive, um, you see uh, Erlen is there as well. Uh, he runs over to you guys. Oh, dude, thank God you're here. There's nowhere else I'd rather be. Things are so bad. Yeah, it seems really bad. Uh, looks over at Mavris. Oh, what? Who's he? Is this another boyfriend? What? Okay, all right, man. Come on. All right. <laughs> I feel my name's Erlen. I guess. Here. What's your deal? My name's this Mavris. My Mavris. <laughs> and uh, I feel How like you're mad. How old are you? That's <laughs> creepy, How man. Uh, hey, I'm uh, 25. <laughs> <laughs> he looks looks at Bev. That's disgusting. <laughs> oh, like you wouldn't. <laughs> uh, we so- can sort out a beef later. <laughs> I'm just as mad as you for some reason. <laughs> Mavers has no idea what's going on. So it's so hard for you to make friends. Hey, piss man. off, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's true. To Mavers, this is just some punk kid. Like, some fucking is- kid's yelling at me. I just got here. I was teaching a class two hours ago. 
<laughs> Erlen just did that for flavor. It is not his turn. Otherwise, he would heal his friend Gunther, who is about to die. So first in initiative order uh, against the Jubilix is Cobb and Egwene. You see Egwene pops up from behind the little barrier, uh, goes, pull, you freaking idiot. Uh, Cobb goes, god damn it, I'm not used to this. Uh, throws a potion, uh, shoots an arrow through it. Ooh, that is not a great roll. Um, they miss. You see Cobb pulled a little too late. They are not able to get uh. the magical explosion. The arrow just goes into the goo. All right, I'm sorry. Please don't yell at me. Please don't yell oh, at me. He's uh-huh. rattled by how cool she is. What's their plan? <laughs> <laughs> Young yeah. people are in charge in this one. <laughs> um, that is the Jubilix's lair action. <gasps> We're seeing uh. a new foe in action. Erlen goes, yeah, uh, okay, so real quick, so this thing's really bad, it poisons everyone, it sucks people into uh, its body and dissolves them, um, well, I've seen a lot of people die today, it's been really bad. Well, that stops now, okay? Yeah, I hope so. I had um, a pretty good feast, so I'm pretty sure I'm not gonna get poisoned. <laughs> oh, you would, dude. Hey, uh, uh, I wish we had hey, time. Would, if I had time stuff, yeah, I would cast would it right now do? and we could hash would out you? our beef. I honestly am getting a lot of tension between you two. I feel like there's chemistry. I don't like that either. Listen, this is crazy. <laughs> Maverick, stop hitting on Erlen. What are you I'm doing? not hitting on Erlen. I'm on Maverick's side here. I think Erlen is. I don't know anyone here. Rude. <laughs> it's your fault. The wings make you so much hotter. You just hear, you just hear old cop. God damn it, Beth. Don't date a 25 year old. <laughs> it's just nice to be wanted. Okay. Um, by who? <laughs> <laughs> you guys see uh, the lair action. Uh, the Jubilex um, starts to bubble and get bigger, and then there's this explosion of this deep, dark green gunk. Everybody is restrained in this gunk. Ooh. And you oh. see um, it covers uh, Red, it covers Erlen, it still covers uh, Egwene and Cobb. It like gets over the side of their little barrier. Uh, it starts eating through it. You guys are all covered in this uh, thick gunk and you are restrained. That is Mavris's turn. Oh. So Mavris, being restrained just means that um, I think if you cast spells, it doesn't affect you. Yeah, I don't think okay. it should. Mavris, whatever you do, do it in like a really non-hot way if you could. Mavris takes out, uh, opens the top button. Oh, jeez, <laughs> come on. Whips out some sunglasses, puts them back on, ah. and says, let's do this. Is that what you want, Bev, a bad boy? <laughs> it's just like a hot teacher thing. It's, no, no, This no. is an insane dynamic for a 25-year-old to be in the middle of. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> I have a better spell technically, but I'm gonna take a, let's get do Sunbeam take two. Yeah! And, uh, cast Sunbeam, six level spell, uh, and that is, you know, a 60 foot line, so I, I think it should hit yeah, this thing. Yeah, certainly. Uh, and it's a constitution saving throw, and then if it's, uh, it's radiant damage. I'm gonna use three po- sorcery points to give it disadvantage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. fuck you. Wow, now you're in your zone. Yeah, <laughs> This is so it. much better. It's about Ooh, to get bright in here. one super oh. does not save. <laughs> it's going to burn a legendary resistance. Because it would be take. blind otherwise. Okay, it, it actually is immune to being blind. You see it has oh. one million eyes. Mm, interesting. Oh, uh, 26 halves of 13 damage. 13 damage. And it's in a line? Okay, yeah. this is just, because I get to do it every round. Sweet, you shoot a beam forward, uh, you see it starts sizzling and crackling, you hear a strange shriek coming from within the ooze. 
Ring! <laughs> what? <laughs> it makes these really weird sounds. Yeah. I've been on I've three major cities today. <laughs> Mavris has had an insanely long day. Uh, yeah, you see Egwene pops up. What are you, some kind of like creep? Lower my glasses. Yeah. <laughs> Don't lean in. You see Egwene goes to shoot uh, an arrow at whoa, whoa. Mavris and Cobb holds it down. <laughs> uh, you see... Um, Gunther has also been covered in this gunk while he's knocked out. And you see as a legendary action, the Jubilix is going to slap him with a gooey appendage and connect to Gunther. That is the Jubilix's turn. Uh, At the beginning of the Jubilix's turn, you see it pulls Gunther forward. You see Red jumps forward. Oh, fuck me, young Gunther! Gunther, don't let it take you! Uh, And he starts trying to stab through it, um, but the gunk just starts getting on him. Ah, shit, shit! Uh, Starts pulling back, and it's all sizzling. You see Gunther gets pulled into the Jubilix. It's not a spell, is it? It's not a spell. Um, And you see he quickly disintegrates. No! Red starts freaking out. And Erlen goes, no! That is one attack. Um, It is then going to acid lash out at Red, because he's right in front of him. Um, And Red's just standing there now. Um, It's going to hit on the first attack, or the second attack, and he hits... On the third attack, uh, Red does not have great AC. So Red takes 49 damage and looks pretty messed up. Salting and gooing the wound. How dare. That is Bev's turn. Okay. All right. Um, Are we all restrained, you said? Everybody's restrained, yeah. Can I throw a javelin from where I am, though? You can. You can do it with disadvantage. Don't you have Misty Step if you need? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I always forget about Misty Step. That's now that's a teaching moment. I remember. <laughs> I just me- remembering Bev covered in skeleton arms. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's my teacher. That's he's not. It's not what you think it is. My friend just died, dude. Uh, it was my friend too. Oh, I rehearsed this moment a lot in my head, and this is not what I had in mind. Um, I am going to Misty Step uh, just right up to the biggest, gooeyest eyeball I can see and just slash right at it. Sweet. You Misty Step away. Get yourself out from under this goo. Um, You're all up in the mix with the Jubilix. Okay. Um, I'm going to use a True Strike. That's the name of his radio show. (laughs) (laughs) All up in the mix with the Jubilix. (laughs) That's a five and a six, uh, but with my bonus, that's going to be um, 17. That is not going to hit. Uh, can I take my second attack? Yes. Cool. Great. Christ, that's 14. That misses too. Uh, Bev, you go up and you swing and you miss. Uh, you see, uh, yeah, the last remnants of uh, Gunther, Gunther disintegrate as you get close to the goo. No more. That is Red's turn. Red is going to get some sneak attack on this bench, uh, and he is going to hit... That is a big 20 damage. Nice. Yeah, stabs uh, into the goo, trying to like reach in and still grab Gunther, um, but hand is like sizzling. Come on, fuck, 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 fuck me. End of Red's turn. The Jubilix is going to do acid lash on Red and hits. That is 
23 damage. Uh, you see Red is looking very messed up. Um, but then on initiative five, Erlin runs up behind him, getting like misty eyed and he's trying to pull Red back. He's like, dude, 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 come on. You're going to die too. I can't lose you too. Um, and he is going to cast a fifth level cure wounds on Red. Um, and he yanks Red back from the monster. Uh, he heals him back up for 38. There you go. At the end of Erlin's turn, the Jubilix is going to attack you, Bev. Uh, does uh, acid lash on you. That's a 19 to hit. Misses. Misses. Yeah. This thing misses sometimes, baby. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> that is the end of the round with the Jubilix. Let's cut back over to the Tarrasque. We are back hey. at the top of the order. Uh, Moochan, that is your turn again. Uh, you are hearing the screams of the elves in um, in Osmodia. Moochan, you need this sword back? Sure, I don't think I'm going to be using it anytime soon. You want dual wield? Actually, I don't think you can. Rosalind, that'd be too sick. <laughs> um, yeah. I can try. I lose it in the snow instantly. <laughs> yeah, toss it back. Toss it back. It's like a ski. It's going like 30 feet underneath the powder. You have no pizza, idea where it's going. Um, okay. I think that I think I'm just going to run away. Oh, hard one. How are you health wise? Because I might skedaddle and focus on trying to, you know, rip a tear in the sky, hey. turn the gash into a sash. <laughs> uh, bash the gash. Go okay. on. I'm good. Um, I'm just going to go, and I'm, uh, me and Papa are going to go uh, try and rip apart the sky. Sweet. Uh, you have to get an at 20, right? I have to get an at 20. Okay. Splash the gash. No. But I did get a, uh, I got 22. 22. You're trying to shatter the rift, uh, but you're just not there yet. Uh, it was easier to just open it because it was already cracked, but this is you trying to pull the sky apart and you can't quite do it. And I guess I'm going to stay out of range because I'm too low hit points wise to be seen by the Tarrasque because I will. I don't want to use, because I have to use a whole action to do this, right? Yeah. Okay, so um, I guess I will healing word myself. Okay. Um, it is going to take a legendary action and uh, tail attack Apple Scrumper Ooh. with disadvantage. Uh, no, it's regular because I've been reckless attacking. Oh, but uh, okay, great. It's regular. Uh, doesn't matter. Got a 16 and a 10, which is a great. 29 and something else. Only 18 this time, Apple Scrumper. Great. Half to nine. Half to nine, <laughs> you absolute monster. <laughs> <laughs> that is the dwarf's turn. There are only two little squads helping out, but King Coldane lived, um, and he is able to rally some more. Uh, hard one, go ahead and roll a d4, and that's how many more squads join. Follow your king. Two. <laughs> two. Okay. It goes up from two to four. That's a pretty good approval rating. Hey, 50-50. <laughs> Polarized times. Oh, four. So uh, 40 damage. So super helpful. Nice. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Coldane, you see, um, rallies a bunch of people to uh, come join um, and run up behind Hard One. You see, Hard One was standing in front of the Tarrasque trying to protect Moonshine as she's trying to open the rift in the sky. Apple Scrumper's on top of him, stabbing into him. And all of a sudden, all these dwarves run up and flank Hard One and start swinging on it and start doing like a ton of damage. That is Apple's turn. How, how fucked up is the Tarrasque looking? 
Uh, the Tarrasque is looking pretty messed up. Okay, I'm gonna have the um, barbarians go first. Nope. <laughs> nope, I changed dice. Mad. Get mad. Uh, nope. God, they're so zen. Nope. <laughs> if you could get mad. Nope. <laughs> Good lord. Nope. They just like Walk out dinosaurs. Walk out a leg hair if it helps. Nope. All right. Well, that's a big fail. Um, <laughs> We're trying so hard. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna... sorry, Captain. <laughs> All right. Then I guess I'll attack it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to reckless attack again. Mm, uh, 23 misses. 23 does not do yeah. it. But a 28 hit. 28 does hit. So that's 21 damage. Apple, you have literally not been off this thing. You see just (laughs) this Tarrasque is trying to buck Apple so hard. You see a few times it even rolls back and tries to roll her over. And Apple is just like running across its body and getting back on its back and just keeps stabbing into it. Apple, have you considered rodeo? Uh, you know, maybe that's my next thing. Maybe we'll bring some rodeo into the mud boarding yeah. competition. It's still mud. Do you think that you could put a mud board on the horse or the horse on the mud board? So you're riding the, the horse. Oh. I'm Apple, thinking I think, about I it. I think you could do it. Yeah. Thank you so much. You can lead um, a horse to water, and you can also teach it to skateboard. <laughs> um, that is the Tarrasque's turn. The Tarrasque... Um, is gonna go after hard one now, holding the king's hammer with all the dwarves around him. Heads up! Uh, good God, that's a crit. I am gonna go down. Um, <sighs> that's a crit on the tail attack, which is one of the weaker ones. Um, so that's fifty damage. That's all. That's all you need. <laughs> oh no, 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 I'm still up. But... Okay. <laughs> okay. Tail attack. Um, knocks you over, swings into you and a bunch of the dwarves around you. Um, you fly back. Tarask runs forward. It's going to do a bite attack on you. Up up. 21 to hit. That is my AC. You are bitten for 35 damage. Okay. Um, and you are grappled. Uh, now it's got you like by the teeth and it basically like picks you up by your belt, essentially, and then slams you into the ground for a horn attack. That is 32 damage, hard one. That knocks me down. Okay, hard one goes down. This thing still gets two claw attacks. It's gonna go after Balnor because it's closer. Moonshine, you said you backed off, right? Yeah, I specifically didn't report spores it to, so I could hopefully hide. Okay. I like ran ran away. Uh, claws into, so it's got um, unconscious hard one in its mouth, Oof. holding onto it. Um, claws into Balnor uh, for a total of 55 damage after two attacks. Oh. Didn't Cooter have a... Uh, yeah. Can't Cooter... Don't, doesn't Cooter have like a reaction held? Uh, Cooter does have a reaction Can held. Can he give a good berry to Hard One? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wee, wee, wee. Okay. All right. Berry boy coming through. <laughs> I'll say at the very end of the track's turn... Um, Cooter runs forward uh, with all of the courage of someone who got a weird talk while buried in the snow. <laughs> I am the berry boy. Um, oh and he's going to run up um, and feed a berry to Hard One while he's like in the Tarasque's mouth. <laughs> he slammed us um, in. Hard One, you come up for um, one HP. Hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is really bad, man. <laughs> Run, Barry boy. Run far from here. 
Uh, then hard one, that is your turn. I'm gonna say if the Tarrasque has something grappled in its mouth, as a legendary action, it can chomp and it can swallow. Okay, so hard one. This thing has you in its mouth. Cooter is not even gonna try to like pry you from its mouth. Cooter does not have the strength to do that. You see, literally as soon as Cooter feeds you the berry, uh, he just starts running away. This <laughs> thing is hurt enough that it is not fucking concerned about Cooter. It wants to kill like you or Moonshine or um, finally get Apple Scrubber <laughs> off its back. Um, <laughs> So DC 20 to escape, uh, you may make an athletics check. Okay, here goes nothing. 22. <laughs> Hard one, you are able to escape from this thing's maw. Damn, I feel like you gave me a smoothie, Cooter. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fucking acai bowl of a berry. Oh, yeah. uh, do you have anything you want to do with a bonus action or anything? I'll second win. Yeah, <laughs> good call. You might need it. Yeah, that because makes sense. it is going to um, right off the bat try to uh, claw attack you and knock you back down. Cool. Um, Twenty-four to hit. That hits. I have twenty HP now. Correction, hard one. You have zero HP. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So knocks you, knocks you out, knocks you back down with a tail attack. Though you're no longer in its mouth. No That's what its mouth. you don't want to get swallowed. That's the worst thing. Cool. Yep. Ciao, guys. Sweet. Um, hard one goes back down. That is Balnor's turn. Balnor takes three quick swings. Ooh. Balnor hits twice. Yeah. For a total of 20 damage. Wow. This thing's looking, this thing is looking seriously messed up, doing its weird negative roar. Just sucking in <laughs> all this weird energy around it. Did somebody um, punch its stomach? You see the um, Eladrin of the Fey Wild are arriving soon. You see that they are already firing magical arrows down at the orcs that are approaching and the tide of the battle is already changing. Awesome. Um, that is back to Cooter's turn. Cooter looks super spry with a berry, sprints over, uh, gives hard one a berry. Hard one, you pop up again for one. All right, hey, thanks bud. <laughs> um, thanks this, for the juice. <laughs> this Tarask is very mad at you and Cooter, but does not have time for Cooter shit. Scary <laughs> Cooter. Cooter, fuck you, yeah, hey, fuck you, man. Uh, starts giving I toss Cooter a berry. Uh, <laughs> Cooter is just, you notice Cooter's just popping berries, like casually eating, eating them. <laughs> You're it looking tastes like craisins. Hearty as hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, end of Cooter's turn. Uh, this thing is going to claw Balnor um, and hits. Does another 34 damage. Oh, dear. Uh, what the heck? To our, to our dear sweet dad. Um, and he's looking pretty messed up, but he's still up. Balnor's a tough guy. Moonshine, that is um, back up to you. Okay. I'm really sorry. Hard one, Balnor. Don't. I'm going to heal you, but it can't be this turn. I'm going to cast... Transport via plants. The spell creates a magical link between a large or larger inanimate plant within range and another plant at any distance on the same plane of existence. You must have seen or touched the destination plant at least once before. For the duration, any creature can step into the target plant and exit from the destination plant by using five feet of movement. So I want to make a plant like near me be like basically a teleport teleport like like a port key so mm. that they can then go to some plant that's inside of uh Gladeholm. Of Gladeholm. Okay, yeah. You so that oh. all the fae can just be You think of that silver tree that's right outside the yeah. castle. Yeah. Fuck, yes. That's and so then good. I'm just I'm like make a little sign that's like uh fae this way. <laughs> <laughs> and I, just start like 
motioning. So whenever the Fae come in, they're just booking it for the little twig that I made <laughs> via port key. To what that the hell's that sign say? Everyone's chuckling at it. <laughs> it has to be adorable. I do. I do know. I think that she's gotten above herself, quite honestly. <laughs> you hear the elven seer go. I've heard of God closing a door but opening a window, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you still have spores? Um, I'm not. I'm really low on hit points, and I don't want the Tarask to attack me. Okay, so Moonshine, in order for you to cast this spell, you need to be able to find a plant in the frigid north here, right? I would like to find one of those Charlie Brown Christmas trees, so Aww. it's real humble. Go looking. ahead and give me a nature check, okay. because uh, this is the... Emily, this is dope. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, 16. 16. Yeah, you're able to find a little Charlie Brown Christmas tree. You see the light from the Fey Wild is hitting it just right. And amongst all of the snow, there's this single little green, evergreen sapling growing out of the snow. Oh. Yeah, so I direct all the Fey that way. Um, and then I think that. And you start doing like a, a cantrip, like a lights cantrip uh, that starts firing up. Yeah. Yeah, just like directing everyone. I mean, ideally, I just fade this way is like a little. Fade, fade this way? Yeah. Fade Sweet. This way. At the end of Moonshine's turn, Sing's going to use its last legendary action to strike a dad. Uh, mm. Does 32 damage to Balnor. Balnor is now looking extremely hurt, but is still standing. <laughs> I had a hell of a breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Don't uh, worry, Balnor. I'm going to come heal you. I've just been a little bit distracted. Yeah, no, we've all been distracted. This has yeah. been a bad day. <laughs> Good job with the hole in the world, though. Yeah, I also turned this tiny tree into a port key. Uh, Faye this way. Wow, that's cute. Could I get one for, uh, do you sell these on Etsy? Yeah, yeah, I got an Etsy shop. <laughs> okay, uh, all the dwarves that are surrounding Hard One are super inspired by him and the king um, and flank him and go up and are going to make their attack. Uh, they roll a d4. That's a big 30 damage, baby. Yes. This thing is looking quite messed up. That is Apple's turn. All right. Let's see if I hit. And I'm attacking recklessly again. Uh, 26 on the first attack. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, 29 on the second attack. Both of them hit. Great. So that's uh, 42 again. I get max damage with this sword, like auto automatic max damage. I don't have to roll for it. That's awesome. Tight. Um, its life and away. And then let's see if these, these berserkers hit. Guys, as get well. mad. Please get mad. Please get mad. Please. <laughs> Actually, oh, think, about, think about a really bad be. time in your life and how you wish you could fix it and take all of that out. You're all ghosts, so presumably you died. Maybe think about your death. Oh no, they died at peace. Nope. <laughs> they must have died nope. really good deaths. <laughs> nope. Nope. They all lived amazing lives. <laughs> they were beloved. Nope. Old age. <laughs> oh my god. Nope. They died in bed next uh, to their wives and partners. Know, what a gift, a natural <laughs> death. And these, nope. these folks oh god, have Lord. all been okay. Good lord. One. Somebody else rolled for the you next You do see time. Apple. Um, this Tarrasque is super messed up. Um, you stab into it. It lets out a mighty shriek and it starts staggering a little bit. You see it like starts like oh, going down god. to a knee and then gets back up. These things shit before they die. Everyone Start back there, get out of the everywhere. way. Oh, Just God. negative energy coming out of its mouth and its ass. Oh. 
You think you could? You think you could mudboard that shit? <laughs> yeah, I could definitely do that. I, maybe I'll mudboard off of it just to. Do you want to get off of it? Yeah, I mean I can fly, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Jesus. Oh Christ. yeah. So you just jump off you of it after all of that. Of it. Uh, Apple Scrubber just uh, does a uh, stale fish uh, as you jump off. Uh, uh, can we say I, I do like a full um, like flip? On my mud board, <laughs> off the tail, as if it's like a skateboard. Flintstone style. Yes. Um, yes Opa God Fred damn it. Style. So, pile of shit. All right. <laughs> that is the Tarasks turn. My big fucking scary monster. He's gonna kill your goddamn dad. No. Oh, no. First thing it does is it bites him. We were just messing around. Balnor is knocked out, and in its clutches, it cannot swallow and bite in the same turn. So it's got. It's got Balnor in its clutches. Bad for the digestion. Uh, it is going to go ahead and claw attack hard one. First attack, 34 to hit. That hits. 32 damage, hard one. Oh, I was at one. Ugh. Jesus Christ, hard one goes back down. Now does he have two fists full of my friends? Um, hard one just got slashed and fell okay. down. Um, now he's going to attack Cooter. <laughs> oh no. no. Uh, That's dirty. Automatically hits Cooter. Cooter normally only has 16 HP, You've but he got, and buried, he got talked up a lot uh, <laughs> with an inspiring speech and, and a, a hero's, hero's feast. feast. Mm-hmm. So he is, how much total should he get from that 18 extra? 30. No. 30. 30. 30 extra? 18 plus yeah. 12. 18 plus 12, yeah, 30 extra. Jesus. Okay. So Cooter with hero's feast and uh, inspiring speech is... Harder to kill than he should be. He <laughs> takes 30 damage, instantly looks very messed up. Uh, this thing has to then use a tail attack against goddamn Cooter. Two attacks against Cooter. <laughs> Cooter goes, I lived! I lived! Yeah, you did, Cooter! Of course you did, you beautiful berry bastard. Um, Jesus Christ. Just crit with a tail attack oh, against Cooter. Oh, no! You see, swings down, just instantly breaks Cooter's back as soon as uh, it hits him and Cooter lands crooked in the snow. Cooter, don't worry, we're gonna fix you, okay? We feed you one of your own berries, Cooter. (laughs) Absolutely no We're gonna get that crick sperm to Spirilla. Good God. (laughs) Wow. Uh, So romantic. Yeah, because his negative negative, hit point max is only his normal HP 16, so the crit is what killed him. Oh, he's dead. dead? Oh, he's dead. I can't cure him? He's broken in half. Oh my God. Wait, but uh, with Hero's Feast, Hero's Feast, it's not, higher. it's max. Oh, it's max? max? Yeah. yeah. He's not dead then. Oh! Yes! <laughs> you see, he's just whimpering on the ground. Yeah, Hero's I'm Feast, alive. it increases your maximum. He just wishes maximum. he was dead. <laughs> yeah. Ow! So when I heal him, when I heal him, he'll be able to heal for more. Great. Nice. Okay. Then uh, it's a really good breakfast. That was a tail attack. Yeah, I'm good at cooking. <laughs> now it is going to run forward and take a horn attack against Moonshine. What? Yeah. Fuck. How did you see me? I'm being stealthy. <laughs> I haven't been sporesing you. You know um, what? Right when he fucking comes up to me, I spores him then. I still got a fucking reaction. Um, Moonshine, that is a nat one. So he yeah, misses yeah. you anyway. Fuck you. Um, the language of spores is that it's on your turn. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> I got spicy. <laughs> you got pretty spicy. You just spit at him. <laughs> Who among us? He yeah. doesn't do anything. He just spit in his face. <laughs> I didn't give it enough time to like get the good spore, so it's just ah. spit. Uh, that is... It's a Gatorade spit. Uh, so it misses with an at one, misses big time, but it still has Balnor 
in its mouth. Mm -hmm. um, that is Hard One's turn. Hard I gotta one, make a death save. Go ahead Damn. and give me a death saving throw. Nat 20. Oh, oh my yes! God! Yes! Balnor yes! was dead. <laughs> he was crazy. gonna swallow him. Oh my God. You got an act. I could have stopped it. Fat That's chance. insane. You pop up at the beginning of your turn. You see the dwarves around you just look up at you. Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> I'm just a summer dwarf. <laughs> summer dwarf. Summer dwarf. Summer dwarf. Summer dwarf. Uh, hard one, go ahead and take your turn. This oh thing is God. super hurt. So, uh, you, okay. so you can either try to kill it or you can try to get Balnor out, but it's on death's door. I'm going to try to kill it. Okay. Uh, first attack. Four, no, 16 to hit. Does not do it. That's not one. Oh, do you have oh any luck God. points left? He's out. No, He's I out of luck. Uh, okay, so. That's a crit. Nine. Oh! That Balnor was dead. Hey, Not so today. If anybody wants to look at my asshole right now, it's incredibly puckered. <laughs> I would look at it. <laughs> to Check the Patreon yeah. for ass pics. Jake is currently, if you're at home, Jake is showing it's us his asshole. Yeah. Talk about Tight a stretch asshole. goal, everybody. Wow, it's white. It's so white. Hard one. Finish him. You yes. see, ah! you are clawed. You are knocked back. Cooter is brutally injured. Uh, this thing has Balnor in its mouth, runs up, rams through moonshine, knocks her over. You hear all of these uh, dwarves around you are, um, you can hear them all like whispering and stuff. And they're talking about like how they can't beat this thing, how they can't take it down. And you know that you have to do it. And you snap back into consciousness. Uh, you see this thing whips its head back, throws Balnor up in the air, opens its mouth to swallow him. And what do you do? I look at Apple Scrumper surfing off or uh, mud boarding off the off the tail and it's shit. Uh, moonshine with with her port key. I'd like to grab its jaws with my arms and hold them open from chomping on Balnor. And then I'd like to wink at Pawpaw and just use every single muscle in my calves to sort of kick up the carapace just a little bit so it can scramble up in there <laughs> and take it down from the inside. With otherworldly strength, uh, as the dwarves watch in wonder, that guy's calves are huge. That's I've right. never seen. I've never seen a half elf with quads that big. <laughs> um, and you fully unhinge this thing's jaw, and you see uh, Papa just start scrambling in. And it's like the end of a movie or something when a monster gets eaten by like a bunch of tiny bugs. It's just, it's just Papa getting under the carapace and biting <laughs> it while you literally rip its mouth apart. The Tarasque lets out a horrible roar. Its legs buckle. Its death rattle. Shit the earth until finally the mighty beast slumps forward dead in the snow a few moments later Balnor ah, unceremoniously plops down unconscious next to it oh hey buddy Ow. yeah <laughs> I've never killed a god before who needs to be healed and that's where we'll end our show. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness god damn I one down that. I need a drink, man. Yeah, I need a stiff I, drink. 
Damn, I really, I ended up, um, wow, we'll talk about it more on the short rest. I had lots of plans. You guys didn't even, you guys I rolled unlucky on the uh, Aladrin showing up. They were showing up pretty late. I thought you guys were going to need them to bolster your allies a little more. You guys just wrecked this Whatever. thing. Apple Scrumper just stayed on its back the entire yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm balanced and strong. Right, uh, thing. right up until she saw a stream of shit that she just couldn't ignore. Uh, <laughs> you know... You wait I for have the a perfect calling. I, I, just is a calling. <laughs> the world is a board waiting to be ridden. I wish we could. I don't think that we'll be able to. I wish we could get you to the Jubilex so you could uh, so oh, you could wow. ride that. Oh, ooze. What a dream. we'll save you some. We'll save you some ooze for sure. <laughs> uh, sweet. Um, thank My you guys Lord. so much. Um, you know, we'll just have our guest plug things. Unless yeah. you guys have yeah. anything you really need to plug. Cool. Um, Zach, what do you got to plug? Oh man, I guess I'll plug more Dimension Twenty. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, yeah, my my own twitch i'll say that uh you know that's just at zakoyama on twitch what you playing right now i'm playing sekiro the samurai game where you get killed all the time hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) so hard so it's kind of like this yeah yeah yeah. pretty much the same right on uh siobhan uh i'm also on dimension 20 uh please watch it's it's good um I, i would also plug this country i have nothing to do with it but it's just a great uh BBC sitcom that you can watch on Hulu that's very Apple scrumpery. Ooh. I'm trying to get other people to watch it. It's this so country? good. It's called This Country. I'm on it. Yeah, yeah, that sounds very great. Cool. It's great. Oh, and um, guys, listen to the short rest over on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. Oh, oh but okay. I wish. Um, and follow us on Twitter. At CHMurphysMe. At Caldies Caldwell. At Vorney Tom is Siobhan. At Yaxford is Emily. At Zach Oyama is Zach Oyama. And at Jake Hurwitz is Jake Hurwitz, and you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, the youth of a nation. We are, we are, youth of a nation. We simply must thank our benevolent council of elders. We've got Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Spencer Caskbrew, a group of Frostwind judges who each gave Apple Scrumper a 10 out of 10 possible points for her amazing Fred Flintstone tail surf. Unfortunately, all five dwarves were drowned in the flood of Tarask shit that followed, but for a mudboarding judge, there's no higher honor. Beardman Dan, Adam R, Danielle the Dasper- Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Michelle O, Cooter and Spirilla's five future children. One day they'll hear the bravery of their father and grow up to become berry boys and girls all their own. Haldor Frostbeck, Multifor, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, and Cutter W, a group of Crick elves who hurried to Iron Deep to help kill the Jubilix because the fate of the world depends on it and also because they thought it would taste great in a super spicy gumbo. Yum yum. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C, Michael the Mixologist, and Balnor's boy, Victor T, four gnomish technicians hired by Pendergreens to install a big buck hunter machine in every room in hell. They're getting paid in demolition derby tickets, and honestly, they couldn't be happier. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, Jostrich, and Dana G, a squad of chosen soldiers currently watching the hollow gaudy battles on a magic recording orb. They're rooting for the band of boobs, which I guess kind of makes sense narratively, but it's still super weird. Like they made shirts and everything. Daniel R, Destin C, Jibe G, Earl and Kathleen L, four druidic chefs that just opened a fast casual Heroes Feast restaurant called Heroes Fast. Now you can get six level hospitality, 
at just a first level price. Ain't that sweet? Sergio Salazar, Solomon Zacharias de Sisuani, Michael L, Trele the Crefe, and Jory S, Aladrin warriors who jumped into the wrong tree and are now stuck up there. Someone call the Frostwind Fire Department. They're just wearing leaves, okay? They didn't pack for this weather at all. Help them. Adam R, Ryan, Aaron G, Jake L, and Zach C, a group of Frostwind dwarves who are friggin' rooting for the Tarasks. What? Those jerks are out there with friggin' jerseys and pendants. And oh, that's right, Hard One just finished the Tarask. That's what's up. That is what's up. Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Sam L, Troy McSee, and Gage M, a group of Crick Elves having a crawdad bake that is so loud and rowdy, they were actually drowning out the screaming of other elves in Moonshine's fungal network. Wow, you guys gotta, gotta shake, you gotta, you gotta calm down, please, all right? Dom R, Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, and Kristen P, the skillful and tasteful dancers at Hillhome's nearly nude strip club, Sticky Buns, sexy time. Mike H, Matthew E, Samuel B, Tilford G, and Okada, Cooter's weekly poker game, who are not gonna fucking recognize him when he comes back next week, cause that dude is so fucking leveled up. Aaron C, TJM the Gnome Barbarian, Trask the Traveler, and Robert F, the team that styled fungal Keanu Reeves in the fungal Matrix. Unfortunately, Moonshine never actually interacted with him, but just picture Keanu Reeves covered in mushroom, and uh, that is what he looked like. Anime Intellect, Zolo Dolo, Dylan CM, the wannabe DM, and It's Orin, the inventors of the Carapace Cincher. It reflects spells, but also gives you that coveted hourglass waistline. Okay, you could be working at Sticky Bones with that thing. Colton B, J, CC Lulu, Aiden RH, and Blitzbrig Dimitri. The sunglass manufacturers who've been trying to get a hold of Mavericks to strike a hashtag spawn deal with him. Unfortunately, Mavericks is such a loose cannon and he just keeps on dropping his speaking stone mid-flight. Damn, man, you gotta pick that thing up. I'm hopeless. Timmy R, Alex M, Aaron S, and Eric G, a team of vocal coaches who worked with the Tarasque on its roar. Believe it or not, that strange muted roar was a result of six months of intensive speech therapy before it was just sort of projectile shitting out of its mouth. So this is a, I guess, a massive improvement, really. Uh, Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Pup Toth, the crew of arcane scientists who invented the material that makes up the Tarasque's carapace. Initially, they just wanted to make a really good nonstick pan, but unfortunately, they ended up bringing the world to the brink of Armageddon. Austin M.R., Kaylee Elise, Barnesinator, and Mick Pucks, a squad of dwarves that were swallowed by the Tarasques, and they actually enjoyed it. It's a well-known fact that frost dwarves love hot tubs, and the Tarasques' bile-filled stomach is the hottest tub of all. Devin W., Chenoa B., Jared E., Persephone, and Eric McD., Iron Deep Dwarves, who overheard the argument between Erlen and Bev and quietly reported Mavericks to the police. That's good, I think. If Bev doesn't clear this up soon, our boy is going to go away for a long time. Reese and S, Eric and Andrea B, and Charo Arcadius, not to mention Jay Parker, a crew of specialized Iron Deep Knights who are immune to poison and acid damage. They were consumed by the Jubilix, but can't be killed by it, so they're just kind of chilling in a big pool of jello. That actually sounds pretty fun. Stephen C, Maxwell C, Mike K, and Omri M, not to mention Caleb L, a team of Frostwind dwarves who just happened to be tying their shoes the moment that Moonshine ripped a hole in the sky. They also missed the Tarasks' deaths when they were briefly left the battlefield for a team bathroom break. God, you guys got to 
keep your head in the game. Scott D, Nothor the Prodigy Ranger, Mikon G, and Dan, a band of bards who witnessed the battle with the Tarasks. They're planning on switching to electric because their new single, Apple's Rodeo, can't be anything but fray and metal. Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear the Pendergreens cover. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S, Michael C, and BJL, Apple Scrumpers soldiers. None of them know how to loose an arrow or swing a sword, but at least they are really bad at mudboarding. Nikki W, Andrew B, Christopher B, Barris and, and Ken of the Wizard's Tower, and Nicholas P, JV's terrible family. Though, though, one nice thing that they did was bring JV into the world. Thankfully, this hateful brood is now a pile of skeletons on the road to Gladeholme. Kevin M, Angel B, Rahul N, and I am the Atlas, fans of Pendergreen's new metal band in the first layer of hell. Yes, the band has an equal number of fans as it does drummers. Mirabelle the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Esme M, Robert, Jens Christian T, and Joe McG all have their own thinking caps. Each one is customized in their owner's taste. For example, Andrea looks like a big foam Wisconsin cheese head, and so does Robert's. Meta, Amps, Atticus C, Tom S, and Kazimar, the all-knowing, a bunch of newly hatched Aarakocras, whose mother of these proud bird recently pecked a tourist to death for saying, oh, look at those cute baby kenkus. Luke H., Kevin Noodles, Grace G., and P. Diddy 985, a group of Frostwind dwarves who opted to defend the city's back wall from the giants. No one's really sure where the, quote, back wall is or why it needs to be defended, but either way, these fine folks are heroically defending it. Thank you all. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>